This is Billy Carson with ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. Forbidden Knowledge TV has just reached its one-year anniversary. That's right, one year. And as a show of appreciation, we are giving all new subscribers a free 30-day trial of ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. That's 30 days to binge watch thousands of movies, documentaries, conferences, workshops, lectures, yoga classes, meditation courses, and so much more. So log on to ForbiddenKnowledge.tv from your computer or mobile device or get the Forbidden Knowledge TV app on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon, iTunes, or Google Play today and use coupon code 30DAYSFREE. That's coupon code 30 days free on ForbiddenKnowledge.tv today. Hey everyone, Billy Carson here, Forbidden Knowledge, another amazing Forbidden Knowledge podcast. Today I have an amazing guest. His name is 19 Keys. You may know him as 19 Keys on social media. You've probably seen him featured on Earn Your Leisure and other big platforms. He's a huge influencer, a financial literacy expert, and he's also an author. And we're going to talk today about perseverance, hard work, dedication, and also inspiring the youth. What's up, man? How you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Man, it's a blessing to be here, first of all. Brother, I appreciate you uh, inviting me here on your platform to come speak to the audience um, and then just build and cipher with such an intelligent human being. Thank you, man. Much appreciated, man. I've been following your work. You know, uh, I found out about you probably, I would say, about maybe seven, eight months ago. Yeah. Started following you, just kind of really, you know, watching what you do, how you operate, how you move. I said, you know what, man, uh, this this man here, he's got something going. He's he understands what it takes to make change on the planet, not just in the community, not just within his own self. But also, I think I'm talking about planetary changes. That's what I could see when I you know, when I evaluate you, when I look at you, when I follow how you move and what you're up to. And I'm saying, wow, this this gentleman here, he's going to change a lot of people's lives. Appreciation. Appreciation. Yes, man. Yeah, I got your book today, and I must say uh, it's an awesome book. You know, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a it's a very good read. Paradigm Keys, Solution Based Mind Reprogramming, Volume One. Uh, I thought it was a phenomenal book. It really is a it's a very comprehensible, easy read. Mm-hmm. And the thing about the, the whole thing is the ease of understanding it. And actually being able to apply. So we're going to walk through some of those things. First of all, yes, what what made you want to write this book? <laughs> oh, man, a few different things. And, and that's going to be one of many. But I wanted an intro. Right. Um, I have some topics that I really want to go in depth 
right? What people will consider higher consciousness, right? Uh, or people will consider, you know, just not a shallow read for the average human being, right? Yeah. So I want to have something that segues them into. Like, I don't want nobody that buys my 19 keys, high-level observations before they get the solution-based mind reprogramming because some of the questions that I often get is what I answered in the book. Where do I start, right? <laughs> you know, so I wanted to give a starting point to a lot of people. And and it's funny, Bill, because I often forget that I wrote a book, yeah. right? <laughs> and, and and I actually have several books written on my computer, right? Um, that I just haven't released. Mm. Um, and that one probably is going to be the easiest read from a comprehensive standpoint, as far as just basic intro knowledge, straight to some solutions, applicable right after you're done reading, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, you know, that book was just about, let me actually put out some literature because one of the keys metrics of being a thought leader, you understand me, is actually becoming an author, right? So, you know, one of my um, said goals is to be the greatest thought leader of our generation. And so it has certain industries and certain skill sets and certain criteria in order to meet that. Right. So, you know, putting out a book and the rest of the books that will follow is part of that agenda. Absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. I understand it. One thousand percent. I realized I was getting big in, you know, ancient civilizations and and talking about technology and all this other kind of stuff. And I realized oh, I'm on all these TV shows. Everyone that I'm on a TV show with, they all have books or authors. And I didn't have one. Yes. And I had been thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. Finally, I locked down and I put that first book out, you know. And uh, so it definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, it, it adds another level to to your expertise. It makes you, you know, it, it takes you to that level of, yes, this person is considered an expert, mm-hmm. you know, just by putting that book out. A lot of people think about writing books but never, ever get it done. I have so many people tell me, you know. Well, you know, here's the beauty of it. I actually helped make a lot of authors, hmm. right? Um, a guy walked up to me yesterday, and um, I had a Dream of Wealth Academy, and he was telling me on how his his son took the class. Hmm. Um, and I got a three-week book strategy, right, hmm. that anybody, <laughs> if they follow these keys, yeah. they can get a book done. And my goal is to make as many authors as possible. Specifically, I would go and make it another thousand authors by 2022. Nice. Right. So they took the strategy and the class that they took was like, I think $300 or something for like nine weeks. We taught like nothing but children. Mm-hmm. Right. And we gave them like very easy, comprehensible strategies because we had to teach children. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, a lot of the children was actually able to become authors. You understand me? Wow. In the, uh, time frame and the father was just so elated though he was just so happy that his child is an author and and I always tell people that a book is one of a book is a time machine like it's one of the ways that you can immortalize yourself you understand me like if you want to begin to secure your legacy write a book yes, right sir. if you want a stream of income that's infinite throughout time but there's always new readers being born yep. <laughs> write a book Yep. Right. So that's a product that you can sell for the rest of your life and generations to come can continue mm-hmm. to sell under your estate. Absolutely. You hit it right on the head, man. That's that's a f- phenomenal that you were able to grasp that concept at a, you know, at a young age, because that really is so true and so key. Uh, and it's why, you know, I started the publishing company. You know, I have my own book publishing company. So if you know any any of those people that want to do a physical book and put it out on the market and don't have the funds to get it done. 
send them my way. And I definitely would consider putting them on the Forbidden Arts publishing platform and getting their books out there. The way that I do it, it's not on-demand printing. On-demand printing, nobody, you know, the author gets a very small amount of money. But uh, the way I do it is actually the book is published. And once the book is published, we buy them in bulk. And then we have a fulfillment center fulfill the books, thereby giving the author the majority of the money. You know, so it's a it's a great opportunity. So but, yeah, that's great, man. I noticed that you work with the youth a lot. And, uh, you know, what, what is your what is your agenda behind that? What do you why are you tapping into the youth? You went mute. There you go. So, you know, we know that, you know, my brother, Dr. Nuri, uh, not Dr. Nuri, but brother Nuri Muhammad say a youthless movement is a useless movement. Hmm. You understand me? Because it doesn't get carried into the future. Right. Uh, we know how paradigms have been created historically, you know, in like uh, Greek and Roman societies is that they would take a mentorship to a younger boy. You understand me? Who grew up with the rebellious mindset to go against the state and the politics and the current world order. Um, and they're going to be radical. They're going to automatically have different ideas. Like, why would I follow this? You have to be trained, programmed, indoctrinated to become civilized in the ways of man. Right. So, you know. Speaking to the youth is allowing them to be able to carry on the ideas, you understand me, into the future and produce them. Because evolution is, to me, is not about, you know, uh, just human DNA, right, evolving and taking on traits over time. But it's more so about the mind, you understand me, because human beings are not that advanced today. If you take the average person that's born today and you drop them off in the 1800s, they're not that valuable. They couldn't invent anything. They're not that productive. Right. <laughs> Looking for the touchpad. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, evolution to me is the continuation of what was there before, but, you know, bringing it into the future. Yeah. And, you know, um, civilizations, not our culture, hasn't done a good job at that. Mm-hmm. Right. We like to take our ancestors and pit them against each other. Oh, well, I'm following this one. You following this one. No, each one had a particular frequency that should be that they mastered something on this planet. Mm-hmm. Right. That they left. You take that blueprint and you put it into the youth. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you follow. Take the best of each one. Because when I look at the Wright brothers and then I can look at um, Leonardo da Vinci drawings of an airplane, that to me is evolution. Mm-hmm. You understand me? Taking those ideas and those concepts and building institutions that further throughout time, that's how you evolve a people, a species, a culture. You understand me? So speaking to the youth, make sure that those ideas get carried that those seeds actually produce fruit later on. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I couldn't agree with you more. That's a huge part of why I got into the music business mm. is to go after the youth via I, my concept was trap beats. Yeah. And then nice hooks. Yeah. And the conscious lyrics so that you can reel them in. And then all of a sudden they start looking up what you're talking about. They like the beat first. They like the hook. Now they want to find right. out what the heck is what, what am I repeating here? And right. I got a researcher on my hands. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah get them in through the back door what they actually like. They like music, you know? So, and I understand what you're saying. You're passing down these thought concepts, these ideas, these, these, these esoteric wisdom and understanding financial literacy and all these down to the youth so that they can propagate. And really what you're doing is you're creating ripples in the space time continuum that are altering the future reality in the third dimension. That's really what you're doing. You're actually creating a better future. You're time traveling through consciousness. Facts. And that's why that's why it's so powerful, man. Well, well you know, what's beautiful about that is uh, if we look at the country that we live in, right, mm-hmm. uh, we, we, we talking about the, the, the corporation, right, yeah. uh, and how it's set up, right? 
Um, man can dominate two different ways, right? He can, if you take an animal, pisses on the tree, right, to regulate space. This is my t- territory, spatial territory, mm-hmm. right? That's one way of, of dominance. Then you have man who goes for time territory. This is my age, mm-hmm. right? So in order for us to have power, we create institutions. Mm-hmm. The institutions carry those thoughts into the future, right? Those those are the time machines. Yeah. A family is an institution. A bank is an institution. You know, schools are institutions. These are houses that control minds over time. Mm-hmm. So I think about that because, you know, I always think of the diaspora, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of my teachers are universal, but I always take in a concept how can I apply this knowledge to my culture first? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then everybody else benefits because you understand me, if the bottom rail is let up, you understand me, then it increases yeah. everyone else. But the beauty of it is, is that once we can truly understand time, mm-hmm. right. Uh, and we understand the now and how we can consistently create ripples in time by what we do right now that, you know, I believe that cause and effect happens at the very exact same moment. You understand yeah. me? Yeah. I can speak to a child at 12 years old and his destiny is set at 35 to become where that seed lays a foundation to have an effect through events. You understand me? So it's beautiful to create institutions and focusing on institution projects us in the future and it changes our language. Mm-hmm. Right. Most of the things that we express, mm-hmm. sometimes we can do PTR, past tense reference. Right. Or we can go future tense reference. Mm-hmm. Right. And the future tense reference, you know, that's what we speak more in the English language. Right. Tomorrow, the next day, next year. We have so many words for later on. Right. It was uh, written. uh, I believe it was Robert L. White. and He was speaking on African psychology and he talked about how there's not too many words for the near future in African language and societies. Right. Because, you know, it's more steeped in the present. Right. And I thought about that. I said, huh, mm. if we truly think about it, we're not. Spirituality is being present. You want to yeah. be mindful, be present. You want to know the secrets to, to keeping your mind in control and check. Find a way to be present. Steep yourself in the now. But when you can project yourself in the future, mm-hmm. that's a Magna Carta. That's yeah. a constitution. That's creating a trust. You understand me? And so I study. History, Sankofa. I look back while moving forward. Mm. You understand me? So that I can give these concepts broken down in a, a short understanding so that our people can have the type of minds that allow us to build excellence off our brilliance. Because yeah. we're very brilliant people, but excellence is the consistency. Mm-hmm. Excellence is the institutions, it's the programs, it's the strategy. You understand me? It's, I can work very hard at creating organic videos. Somebody else can be excellent at running ads and make millions of dollars. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> so we have to learn to bridge our brilliance with our excellence. Mm-hmm. And that allows us to be a different type of people. Yeah. No, you hit it right on the head, man. That's so real. And a lot of that starts with the deprogramming and reprogramming. Uh, and but, you know, what I really like about going after the youth, especially, you know, if you can get at a kid when they're between the age of one and seven, mm-hmm. you can really map out their entire future because that's when right. you're the most susceptible to learning information, downloading the software from all these different institutions. You know, so the younger you can get them, the better, because, you know, even it's easier for a child to learn multiple languages. That's a fact. Once, 
once you get older, it becomes a lot harder, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're really open and they're young age. They're really open. That's another thing I I teach learning how to learn. Right. Mm. Um, Because school system messed us up. Right. (laughs) School system um, destroys our learning ability, our creative learning capacity. Right. They, they, they say that the average child tested for creativity by age four, 90 percent are creative. You understand me? By age 12. Right. You're talking about less than 10 percent. That's because you go through a whole indoctrination process of just taking orders. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and memorization techniques. It requires no abstract thinking whatsoever. So we become very technical thinkers, just doing as is. We don't become very abstract in our learning process. So. I teach people the difference in how to actually become a good learner, mm-hmm. right? How to take in information, mm-hmm. how to take in difficult concepts so that you can understand them, yeah. right? And once you do that, it makes the process of what they're learning much easier because now they understand their frustration, mm-hmm. right? Most people, they pick up a new subject. I said, well, let's learn this blockchain technology, yeah. right? And they start looking in and they start seeing about nodes and stuff and they brain almost explode. And they, they turn on Netflix because <laughs> they need pleasure to distract them from the stress. Mm-hmm. So it's like, no, listen, like you said, after our brain changes over time at the 25, we are no longer that pattern brain anymore. Right. Our brain is seeking wisdom in different ways to create concepts. Mm-hmm. So if we don't study ourselves, right, we don't study ourselves with 70, 90 percent water. We don't study that. Right. We are affected by vibration and frequency all around us. We study none of it. We are affected by laws, rules, orders, constitutions. You understand yeah. me? We study none of it. Yeah. Right. It, all of the things that affect us the most, we know the least about. Mm-hmm. Right. But the human brain, there's no reason that we should all everybody on the planet should be experts at the very software and hardware that they have to use every single day to operate on this planet Earth. Exactly. And that changes the way we look at ourselves because we value the things that we know outside of ourselves more than valuing knowledge of self. Mm. Right. So my central message is always knowledge of self. That's the enlightenment factor. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's powerful, man. That's powerful. That's where it's at. That's how you create change on a global scale, because when you start here, it just expands out and it just it just continues to multiply, multiply, multiply. Um, it's powerful, man. That's exactly where it's at. That's how you make change. And, and that's why I really like the path that you're on and what you're doing, you know, um, and how you're doing it, how you're moving. I think that you represent, in my opinion, you know, the best of both worlds. You can, uh, I like the fact that, you know, it's not that you're a materialistic person, but you like nice things. You have some nice jewelry. I like your crown. I like your watch. I like the way you present yourself. At the same time, because listen, in my personal opinion, we're supposed to bring heaven to earth. Absolutely. I'm not going to I'm not supposed to wait till I could die so I can live. I'm saying I'm going to live right now. And if I can help people, if I can enlighten people, if I can help be a part of changing the world and being part of the change I actually want to see in the world. And at the same time, I can run my businesses and I can acquire nice things and have nice things that I personally enjoy, whatever my personal thing is. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think that that's important. And those things go hand in hand. Because too many people are being criticized for appearing successful or appearing to have a nice car or a nice necklace or a nice crown or a nice watch or whatever it is, a nice house. And they're being criticized because they're supposed to be knowledgeable. But in some people's minds or a lot of people's minds, actually, the way they've been programmed, 
then you're supposed to be, uh, you know, poor, broke, struggling. And those two things, abundance mindset, understanding the power of self and the knowledge within doesn't go hand in hand with lack of abundance. Those two things don't sink, Facts. you know. And so that's why I wrote the book. Woke doesn't mean broke. Trying to wake people up to the fact that, hey, it's OK. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, uh, one of my um, quotes, and, and you're absolutely correct with everything that you just said, is we have moved. When I first stepped on the scene, the goal was to move the conscious community right from this debating, bickering, back and forth style community. Mm-hmm. And we go into a solutions community. I made a, a statement uh, and, and Brother Rich got mad at me. <laughs> I said, the community is dead. He called me, Brother, what is you talking about? You can't say that. I'm like, listen, that you got to finish the rest of it. Yeah. I said, the conscious community is dead, but something else better is going to rise in this place. Mm-hmm. You understand me? And, and not dead in a physical sense. Yeah. You understand me? But dead in this, there's no motion, there's no forward movement. Mm-hmm. Right? When you can take the most brilliant of us and you have us all in a room and we can't agree on one topic, mm. right? That shows the number they've done on us as a people and what we're continuing to perpetuate on ourselves, utilizing our own intellect to intellectually masturbate with each other. Yes. Right? So, you know, the goal was say, you know what? Number one, we need resources. Malcolm X always said that. You understand me? It's a lack mm. of resources. Yeah. But so when I thought about that, I say, well, we got to move the paradigm from this poor, righteous teacher. Right. But see, the way you come in the door is the way you got to stay. Yeah. Right? The way you gain power is the way you keep power. So oftentimes when someone comes in with a certain brand, an oppression is set in the mind. Mm-hmm. This is a poor, righteous teacher. If he gives money, he must be selling up. Mm-hmm. If he starts to flash materialism, oh, he must be going the other way. So you have to come in with the central message and the vision already. And I knew my vision had to be different. I knew my branding had to be different. So the goal was, no, we were creating the paradigm of the rich and righteous. Yeah. You understand me? We are creating the paradigm of conscious with cash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. enlightened. And I wanted the youth and all of those that take a look at it to see a different type of um, paradigm that now exists to where I got to be a rapper. I got to be nothing else. Like I can be conscious and, and, and still make my way. Mm. Right. If you have a deep level of metaphysical understanding of the world, the laws of the universe, mm. you can decipher emerald tablets and the metanetia and all these great things, but you can't materialize nothing right. on the planet earth. How do I know your mind really works if you can't bring anything into fruition? Exactly. So it is not about being materialistic, but it is about materializing. Right. The immaterial substance of my mind is what allows me to produce the material substance. Mm -hmm. Right. This is just a result. Right. But at the same time, you know, I've been to um, Adam's calendar Mm -hmm. in South Africa. I understand the connection between our DNA and gold. You understand Mm -hmm. me? I do everything particularly for a reason. So Mm -hmm. when you ask a question, then you learn a purpose. Now you get another education. But particularly because my brand is the way it is, I never got any pushback on it, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Because I speak on wealth, mm-hmm. right? This is going to be a day where I don't wear any gold chains. It's going to be in mm-hmm. a way you never see a Rolex or anything. Mm-hmm. But you have to be able to attract the masses. And if you don't have attention, you don't have their consciousness, which means you can't do nothing with them. That's right. But attention is the greatest asset on the planet Earth. It is the most convertible asset on the planet Earth, mm-hmm. right? You can take attention and turn it into any substance that you want to, 
right? So when you are a force for good, you need all of the attention on the planet. How do you get the attention of your, our people, of young people, mm-hmm. right? You have to have something they want. You have to have an aspirational look about yourself. You have to be inspirational. Wow. If I speak and think and talk and walk like Billy Carson and 19 Keys, perhaps I can get a car like my brother. Perhaps I can get a chain like my brother. Perhaps I can move in the same fashion in the same light. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we just working with the laws of the universe, learning how to attract our people, take that attention, convert it, because this is how we're going to make and manifest change. Yeah. We hit it right on the head, man. Everything you said is perfect. And that's exactly accurate. It's incredible because I'm on the same frequency with you, man, for real on this one, because that's where it's got to be. And people have to understand, like, um, you know, if you see me driving around in a Rolls Royce or doing a live inside of my Rolls Royce, or you maybe you see me, I'm wearing a Richard Mill or something like that. You know, it's attention. I'm grabbing. I'm if I, you know, you can have the most beautiful website in the world mm-hmm. that has all the bells and whistles that can process this and process that automatically contact people, make them run a reorder and all that, give them discounts. But if nobody knows the web address, that's a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> what, what good is it? Yes, sir. You gotta get the attention. That's why certain content you put out, you grabbing attention from specific groups of people. You know exactly who you're targeting. Certain things I put out, I'm grabbing attention from specific groups of people. And um, you know, I'm reeling them in, is what I'm yes, doing, sir. reeling them in. And then all of a sudden they start getting the knowledge, they start getting the information. You know, the people that you're that you're engaging with, you know, they're starting to get the information, get the knowledge, get the idea, the understanding, start to research, study, learn. Money is as a side effect of that in their bank account. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, that's what it's all about. You know, so, yeah. And, you know, the people who don't get it, sometimes they just don't want to get it. You know, but fortunately, I think the majority of people are really starting to get it now. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, You know, a lot of people. um have waking up um, and you know you're going to get less pushback as the years go number one this generation is uh is different for so many different reasons right if, if i take an account that this generation didn't experience 9-11 yeah. this generation didn't experience the matrix <laughs> right yeah. really didn't even experience george w bush and no. you know the patriot and homeland security and everything that happened with that act Right. They don't remember a time before there wasn't a black president. That's a normal paradigm for them. Right. Um, Certain things shift the consciousness of the planet Earth. Right. The 2008 recession didn't really hit them. They were children. So it didn't affect them the same way. Um, Their biggest event, which is a huge event, is this pandemic. Right. But at the same time. You have to understand that this generation is completely different from all previous ones because they weren't here for all of those conscious shifting events that really make and manufacture the minds that we're dealing with today. Yeah. Correct. If you take those away, you ask the average young person, what does 9-11 mean to them? They don't truly remember. No. They made three years old. I, 9-11 mean nothing. I don't know. Shit. That was yeah. something that happened in American history. Mm-hmm. But for the rest of the world, it was an awakening. You understand me? It was a zeitgeist. It it really gave enlightenment to start piercing behind the veil. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, You know, we we had the one percent movement um, during Bush time where you had all of the people coming together to occupy Wall Street. Obama come rock back to sleep. Mm -hmm. You understand me? Then, of course, Donald Trump era. 
right? It's been a clown show ever since. Yeah. And I take that into effect because when I'm dealing with the youth, I have to understand their mind, right? And I have to empathize, right? That their experience level is different. They're dealing with so much information overload. They're exposed to so much, right? And their brains are trying to connect patterns, but there's so much to connect that it's impossible for them to gain any true substance with real understanding without having focused directive. Right. So this generation needs guidance, right? When, when you have the internet Google at your fingertips, how can you focus yeah. when you have so much access? Access is the new wealth, but only mm-hmm. if you can learn to quantify it and control it and direct it in the right particular manner. And you have a vision set with that access. Otherwise it can be a liability. Right. Yeah. You can find yourself scrolling for hours. That's literally your mind just lost in the loop. It's stuck. Yep. It's, yeah, stuck. Man. it's like a mosquito and sap. You understand me? You got stuck mm-hmm. there. Now you can't get out. You just. So if you can develop stronger minds, then you build a stronger society. You you create a stronger uh, generation and future to where they actually start utilizing all of this access and could be the greatest generation civilization has ever seen simply because you have more resources than yeah. any civilization on the planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And me, as far as known history, by just having blockchain technology and the Internet, iPhones, yeah. right? And then just the amount of population that exists here on the planet Earth now in the first place. There's so many different ways to capitalize off being alive in this time. Yeah, you're right. I think that's what people... Uh, they don't realize it sometimes because they're programmed to think, go to school, get a good job, you know, go or go to college, get a good job, you know, get married and have some kids. Right. And they think that that's the only, but there's so many ways to capitalize these days. It's, it's almost endless. And every day I discover a new way that someone is making money, that someone is earning a living. It's like, oh, wow. Damn. I mean, there's no excuse to be broke. There's like literally, if you live in America, especially if you're living in America, there's there's no excuse. You know, I was in uh, uh, Egypt uh, mm-hmm. for for three weeks. I just got back about a week ago. Uh, I went to Abydos. Mm. I was out there cutting through Abydos. Now, the whole entire Egypt, the people are living in extreme poverty. First of all, mm. the average income is a hundred bucks a month, hundred dollars a month, U.S. version, hundred dollars a month, which equates out to about. 1200 Egyptian pounds a month. Okay. And they're all living in a lot of uh, collapsed structures and structures that are already to collapse. And I'm talking about the entire country. I'm not talking about like one little area. I'm talking about the entire country. There's a couple of small pockets where some palaces and some nice little neighborhoods for the where the politicians and the wealthy businessmen live. The rest of it is in extremely poor condition. And so we're cutting through Abydos and this place looks even worse than mm. what I had saw in Cairo or Karnak or Luxor. It's so bad. It looked like I drove into an old Wild Wild West scene. Yeah. It like a movie set. Yeah. These kids are out there, man, three, four, five, six years old, doing the job of full-grown men, working eight to ten hours a day. Hard labor. Hard labor. And I told my Egyptologist that we were cutting through there. I said, if you take any one of these kids to America... With this work ethic, they become rich in five years. They become a millionaire in five years. And then we have the people here that are sitting around 
you know, they're holding me back and I can't get this done and nobody wants to see me make it and all that kind of stuff. And I'm going, no, man, it's your mind that's not letting you make it. Yeah. Yes, there's been situations that happened to us, but I've seen, I've been around this planet, I've seen what these kids are living in and I've seen what they're having to overcome on a daily basis just to have bread and water. And so I realized, man, wow, we have a lot of opportunities here and a lot of people don't realize how great the opportunities are and the different ways that you can capitalize and, uh, and create revenue for yourself uh, here in the world, especially if you live in America. Uh, it's not by means anymore, you know, not the perfect country in the, on the planet, but the opportunities are definitely there. And a lot of these countries, you don't even have, don't even have access to the Internet. It's limited. You're just restricted. No Facebook, no TikTok, no, no Twitter, mm. no, this, no that. You know what I'm saying? No WhatsApp in certain areas. If you can take WhatsApp, but you can't make WhatsApp. All these countries got all these different rules. Right. And so a lot of the people are just really restricted here. It's pretty much wide open, you know, yeah. for now. So you got to yeah. take advantage of that. You know what I mean? For now is the key in that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you definitely, I always say gratefulness is the tactic to win the war of life. Right. I did a podcast on it and it was basically saying, go, go look at Al Jazeera news. And go compare your life to somebody who's living in a foreign country, you understand me, a third world country, and and think about the things that they have to deal with on a daily basis, and they can still smile. Right? I, when I went to South Africa, I visited Orange Town, and they were living in these 10 by 10 cubicles, you understand me, and often they have three to four children, a family, right? And very, very high poverty. They have one school, and the children are running around. The, the grounds are not done. Um, yeah, they, the, the unemployment rate is so high. You understand me? It's skyrocket. Damn. And they don't have many opportunities, but the children seem to be the happiest human beings I ever met in my life. Wow. And then you come back to America and the land of plentiful, bountiful abundance. People complain more than anywhere else. Uh, are the most greediest complaining people on the planet. And mostly because you just don't realize, you understand me, how grateful you should be for the position that you are in and the privilege that exists just being alive in this time and being in this geographical location. Mm. Yes, we can always look at something bleak. We can look behind the curtain and realize, and this is a messed up system, how they got us all bonded by, (laughs) right? (laughs) <laughs> their paperwork right yeah you, you you start looking at the papal bull history and stuff and and, and then you look at the medical institutions and the uh, political institutions and you know things could get bleak for you mm-hmm. but then you could you know think about your, your 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 liberties that you do have right and the mind that you have to make change and manifest every single day mm-hmm. and the resources that you can get even if you don't have them right now Mm-hmm. And for the most part, all you got to do is change your mindset. Somebody in another country got to change their whole geographical location. They got to right. leave the country. They got to become a refugee to get the opportunities. But you only got to change your mindset. Mm-hmm. So I focus, I, I say it's 80% mindset, 20% skill set. Yeah. With the right mindset, you can master any skill set. Mm-hmm. So the focus of teaching a person how to change their mind, right, that allows them to be able to take advantage instantaneous of opportunity mm-hmm. a person can do an audit of their past and change the perspective on a thought and change their whole entire past that's how you time travel take an audit of your life in the past right 
and think about those trigger points, those things that really made you who you are, because now you have a more mature opportunity to look at it from a wise point of view. But you may be stuck, frozen in time the way that you felt at that moment. But I've done an audit of my entire life. I went through every single series, every event that shaped me and who I am. Either I had to forgive myself or I had to see a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. Or to just look at it from a, a non-judgmental and a higher level observational point in a third dimensional aspect that mm-hmm. well, that's who you were. Then you had to react that way. That was your programming. That was your environment that mm-hmm. made your mind, which created your reaction. Right. So do you judge yourself based on predetermined conditions that you couldn't have changed? Or do you allow yourself to see who you are now and how you flourish past those moments? Mm -hmm. Right. In this moment in time, I can choose to be focused. I can choose to be present. I can choose to be happy and I can decide on what my future is going to be by creating a plan. Yeah, that's it, man. That's so powerful. That's exactly what it is. And that that's the process of doing the inner work. Check putting yourself in check. So many people don't want to check themselves, you know? No. You got to realize that at some point, man, if you, you know, being born again, in my personal opinion, is when you raise your level of consciousness and you look back at your previous level to me and you'll be born. You'll be born again many times in the same lifetime because of that. If you're not, then you're stagnant and you're not really growing and you're doing the inner work and you're realizing who you are, what you're capable of doing, where you where you were and where you're going. And then. You know, pulling your jocks racks up and say, man, I got to go to work. It's time for me to 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 put energy behind these thought processes now. Yeah. When, when you can, you know, the, the the educators are the greatest saviors on the planet right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Because when you can hop in somebody course for five hundred dollars, thousand or five thousand, whatever it is, and you can get the condensed information. All you have to do is follow the instructions. You know what I'm saying? Listen, so there's different ways and different pathways. And I, and I created a roadmap of understanding because I like to conceptualize ways to understand and how to become a better teacher. So, you know, it first started off with motivation. Right. You give people motivation, give them a reason, give them a push. Right. Yell at them, incentivize them with beautiful words and rhythmic tonality and whatever way you can try to motivate a person. But then at a certain point in time specifically as we become introduced to so much awareness, that's not enough, mm-hmm. right? I need more than motivation, man. I always say motivation without instruction is dangerous, mm-hmm. right? It's like giving a person a steroid and not teaching them how to stretch and work out. They're right. going to hurt themselves. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to build muscle, right? So instead, after we go from motivation, then we go to inspiration, right? Inspiring a person by doing it yourself. They see you do it. I'm so inspired. It conjures something up within that person, right? That's already there, but now they can see themselves doing it as well, right? So you lead by example. Then we move from leading to example and say, damn it, I've been inspiring these folks. There's still some lazy folks that ain't getting it. I want to reach more people. So then we go to education. Well, let me teach them how I did it then. You understand me? Listen, this is how I got into crypto and blockchain. And this is how I started selling new tropics. And this is how I got into online space and start being influential and traveling the world and taking my mind to different dimensions and different heights. And this is how I became who I am today. Let me teach you the process. Let me give you the game on financial literacy, education, everything you need to set yourself up in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Billy, that's still not enough for some people. I know. I know. You know, (laughs) know. 
you got to go to instruction. You got to lay out. Oh, no. Hey, I got to hold your hand now. Mm -hmm. One, do this. I'll give you the next step when you're done with this instructions. Yeah. Right now, I'm going to give you the detailed baby instruction type education. Mm -hmm. Right. Follow this. Can't lose. Right. Then we haven't got there yet because that the edge between education, inspiration, education and instruction, that's enough to teach society where it's at. Mm -hmm. But we're getting to a point where that's not going to be enough. Mm -hmm. The next phase has to be automation. Right. I have to automate this process for you. You tell me what you want to do and I'll create an automated process. You just get the money you pay for. (laughs) We'll take it through you through the whole process for you. You want to you want to trade stocks? Well, guess we got to build an artificial intelligence bot. You understand me? You want to have your business ran? We'll we'll build a bot for that. We'll build a team behind that. They'll run it for you. We'll have a consulting agency or something. We'll we'll have somebody automate this process for you. Mm-hmm. And that's really if you take that roadmap that I just gave, you can build a company behind that. You can build a whole educational course behind that. Mm-hmm. That's really game that a person can take and utilize as they're tiered out a plan towards their business development. Mm-hmm. You understand me? And in the future, everything will be automated. Yep. You understand me? Mobilization, automation, digitization. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, that creates what I call the SADS, stress, anxiety, depression, suicide. Mm-hmm. Right? So as you got to become a mad scientist, you have to know mobilization, automation, and digitization. Yeah. If not, you will be working for those who figured it out. That's right. For sure. That's guaranteed. That's <laughs> That is guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, and you, you hit it on the head again. You know, I create these courses and I do these workshops. I probably have, I don't know, 30 or 40 workshops out there now. You know, people pay to, to come to these courses. And um, now I'm just now starting to see more people really applying the knowledge. Yeah. Little by little. So what I did was I said, OK, let me create a private group. So, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm about solutions as well. You know, yeah. some of these big platforms, they get start tripping. I created my own platform, United 99. Mm-hmm. I put a private group on there for every single workshop I'm doing now. So the last one was teaching how to trade stock options. Mm-hmm. I said, OK, the first time I did it, it was too many questions, emails. I'm afraid to get started, all this stuff. I said, I'm going to make a private group for you guys. I'm going to teach you this class for five hours. I'm going to put you in my private group. Then I'm going to go in there and drop my trades every day. I'm going to interact with you guys. But my goal is that eventually... You all start to trade and help with one another, dropping information, knowledge, news updates and, and you know, and so forth. Uh, your perspective on what a stock may or may not do. And so it started out. It was purely just me in that group. And I was massaging them every single day. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it started gradually. Oh, wow. Boom. They, oh, I made some money. I made some money. People start posting their earnings. Then gradually. Uh, people started, you know, talking to one another and saying, oh, what about this? What about that? What about this earnings call? What about it? So now I've, I massage it to a point now where they're actually in there and, and people are in there making money on a consistent yeah. basis. But I had to create that environment, Absolutely. you know what I'm saying, yes. for that to happen. And I had to go in there and I had to really massage it, you know. And if I don't massage those little environments, then the people would just come get the courses and walk away and only 1% will actually ever do anything with it. You know? That's that's a super fact. You understand me? And community development is super key right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have a community, then your brand doesn't have a future. Mm-hmm. You understand me? You have to go away from just marketing to pure branding, mm-hmm. right? Branding is going to solidify you a space in real estate here. 
over time, especially as the algorithm, you understand me, takes over people's lives and everybody's lives is going to be automated and set. When I want to, when I say thought leader, my favorite thought leader that's in my personalized algorithm based on these data sets will pull up. When I say water, the type of water that I drink is going to be delivered. If you don't have a brand, you don't get into people's algorithm. Mm-hmm. You understand me? And so you're going to be trying to market when everybody's going to have their life automated. Mm-hmm. So the goal is to create such a strong brand and a brand presence. But people are so focused on selling that they don't build clientele. They don't build relationship and they don't build community. Mm-hmm. If you build a system, of course, right, then you build a community. You're creating a campus. Right. And people learn to better together in groups. Yes. Right. And they do alone. So the benefit for a lot of these different courses and things is the community aspect. I'm around people who know more than me. I'm around people who know less than me. That gives me the opportunity to learn something, give me opportunity to teach something, mm-hmm. right? That is a true tribal environment. The school mm-hmm. system has messed us up because the school system told us we're not supposed to collaborate. If I look at somebody else's paper and they tell me the answer, it's cheap, Right. <laughs> So we took that mentality through our life when the tribe was like, no, you got elders there. You got young there. So you got wisdom and ignorance there at the same time. You mm-hmm. understand me? They're all learning from each other. You got the past, the present, and the future, all learning from each other, allowing this human being to truly take shape in the right form instead of one master and everybody else just listen. Y'all mm-hmm. soldiers, I'm the master. I'll tell you what to think, when to think. And if you think that and you remember memorize what I tell you to rememorize, then you get a grade. You are now incentivized for better behavior to continue to do the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. And that's why when it comes to like cryptocurrency, I teach it in a manner where, you know, we talk about tokenomics. Right. And tokenomics is understanding how cryptocurrency is adopted in a broader system. Mm. Now, this was first started by B.F. Skinner. Right. Mm. He came up with the token economy, how to incentivize behavior through reward or punishment. Mm. Right. And, you know, he had a lot of controversial theories and ways and things of that nature. But it was very brilliant in his dissecting of understanding the human mind and human behavior. Mm. Right. So he knew that human beings act off two things that create consistency. When you interact with one thing, it's going to be the reward or punishment. If I jump in to a crypto. Let's say it was FOMO, fear of missing out. Somebody told me about it. I got in. The price shot up. That's a reward for me. Guess what I want to do? I want to buy some more. I'm liking this. You understand me? Mm -hmm. Vice versa. I get in. I buy it. Bought it at the top. Dropped the bag on me. I'm missing out. I lost my money. I sell. You understand me? And realize a loss. Mm -hmm. That creates a punishment in a person's mind. So now when they're thinking about what to do next, you understand me? They're not going to make a positive decision based on the punishment. They're going to make an affirmative decision based on a reward. Well, I'm going to do this again and again. So when you are building out tokenomics for cryptocurrency, your goal is to figure out how do I incentivize behavior? How do I get people to hold it longer? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, then you want to look at the ecosystem of it. How many exchanges on it? What's the utility? Why will people actually buy it? How is this going to reward people? Whether we know it or not, we've been following that model behavior our whole lives through grading systems, getting a star on the test. <laughs> well, we don't naturally study. You are incentivized to study. I give you an A if you study, right? Some people study right there uh, or do their homework that last day because they know the reward, right? Is going to be, I finished this and I got to turn it in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So they're thinking about the future now, 
when at first I ain't getting no reward for finishing this early. I don't feel like doing this. I mm-hmm. I do it when it's ready. Yeah, That's most children are lazy or considered to be lazy, but they like I do it when I'm ready because the punishment is not right there present, nor is the reward. Mm-hmm. Right, but when you understand how to tokenize behavior, yeah. And I talked about this before. Is you know, um, I use Chicago as an example because of the crime. Right, they say most people died in Chicago. Right, then from um, the C nineteen, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So when I when I think about that, I say, well, how can you tokenize better behavior? How can you use the blockchain to change the world? Right. Mm-hmm. Specifically, I, I've been talking about the thesis of utilizing the blockchain to help our community and culture for a very long time, right? Mm-hmm. But if I go to Chicago and I give a neighborhood that has the worst crime rate, right? Because number one, we know that a lack of resources. Right. Creates criminality. Food deserts, criminality. Right. So how about I give each one of that citizens, those citizens, a wallet, mm-hmm. right? A digital wallet. So now you have the digital wallet and you get your neighborhood coin. Right. Whatever mm-hmm. that street is, that's your neighborhood coin. Right. Now, here's the key. Here's the statistics on the crime rate. We had 20 murders this summer or this this week. How you know how Chicago go? Yeah, right? I know. If we can get those numbers down and you go to each person in that neighborhood, the gang leaders, the gangs, everybody, then each wallet will be sent $500 worth or $1,000 worth or $10,000 worth or $20,000 worth. You know how many millions and billions of dollars are spent to try to deter and figure out crime? What if it was spent directly just giving the money to the people to incentivize behavior to change crime, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I know that if I go shoot somebody, you understand me? Everybody is losing. So now everybody's incentivized to make sure you don't do something stupid. Mm-hmm. The gang leader, you understand me? He want to make sure his boys don't go out there and do nothing stupid. Maybe he gets a bigger reward. Uh, you know yeah. I mean? He no longer becomes a violent criminal anymore. Right mm-hmm. now. He, 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 he is a activist right <laughs> now. He is a community leader, right? Mm-hmm. You can do that with cleaning up the streets. You can do that with education, Right. They, they have staking education. If I stake. And for those who don't know what staking is, uh, uh, staking is essentially where you take your cryptocurrency and you have a vesting period to where it is earning interest and you're not trading on it. Right. So it's going to earn more interest in, a bank, let's say, 10 percent over three months. Right. So while that's staking and I'm holding it there on that cryptocurrency exchange mm-hmm. and I get access to education. Right. So all of the lessons that they have on there now have access as I'm keeping my money in their bank, essentially. Right. And now that we're, we're moving in this facet, we have to, and I teach NFTs a lot. We have to think about better ways. And I, and I call that fungonomics. That's my coin term right, right. there. <laughs> nice. Right. Then we got tokenomics. But once you understand these two concepts, this is a whole new stream of income to build wealth. Mm-hmm. So excuses I was always taught of tools that build monuments of nothingness. Mm. When you see a person that has nothing, it's because they built their life out of excuses. Mm. You understand me? And some people got a whole lot of nothing because they got a whole lot of excuses. Oh, man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> reason. When you find a reason, you can only build with mathematics. Mm-hmm. You understand me? Mathematics is the language of the universe. Right. That's tangible. That mm-hmm. is consciousness. That is logic. That is rationality. When you are thinking in a rational way, you will always find a reason and a way to produce your will into reality. Mm -hmm. So the reason I teach technology to 
right? The the the, the downtrodden, the forgotten, the, the last educated, the biggest consumers, you understand me, is to eliminate the excuses so we can start building. Yeah, that makes sense. Man, that's powerful, man. That's real powerful. That is phenomenal. Um, a plan like that would definitely work. Just the right people have to be on board to press Absolutely. the right button to make it happen. Absolutely. You know, you know how it works, man. When you, once you you put a uh, uh, shape to it, you understand me, and, and you take a precept and it becomes a concept, it will be done. Yeah. Right. Now that it's vibrating in the universe, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm freely giving yeah. to whoever is going to produce it. Mm-hmm. Right. Now that you have the concept, take that condensed energy, mm-hmm. right, and go execute with it because. If the mayor in Chicago, I think her name is Littlefoot, right? If she was was to hear that soundbite, right, it could give her some ideas. She would be on the map. Yeah. Her reward would be like, wow, I would I probably would. This would be a very progressive plan. Yes. But let's run the numbers. Could it work? We tried mm-hmm. everything else. We've increased our military, our military. Yeah. The police through military. <laughs> forces, right. <laughs> um. We, we, we have all the community leaders and churches because what a lot of people don't see is all of the work that does happen on the ground. Right. The Muslims and Christians and activists and community people, they are out there a thousand times all the time trying to figure and help this thing out. Mm-hmm. Pol- nothing is working. Yeah. So if you try something progressive like that, you go down in history, little foot. I think that's her name. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, that's 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 part of my strategy. You understand me? Giving the game. And if you take it, you'll be rewarded if you use it. Oh, man. For real. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, Man, this has been a powerful. I mean, I could talk to you for hours, man. You're one of those brothers I could talk to for a long time, you know, because we got so many synchronicities, so many of the same concepts in mind and how to make change and how to implement things. It's really, really interesting. Definitely got to have you back on here again. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I appreciate the platform. Uh, I appreciate the vast amount of intelligence that you have. I met you once before at uh, Dame Dash Studios. Yeah, yeah. Me out in L.A. And um, your ability to have recall, Thanks, me to grasp information and to break down concepts that are easily digestible. You understand me? And to take a field of information and to be a master in it. Yeah. Right. That is not an easy feat for a brain. You understand me? Yeah. So, so, you know, um, I bow to the mastery of any man who can do something better than I can in his field. You understand me? So I appreciate the mind that you have. So, you know, just from a brother to another, man, continue to do the work that enlightens the masses. You understand me? That that teach people about our story. I always talk about uh, his story, then it's our story. And our story is just the story of time. It is owned by no one. It's just the truth. Yeah. Right. And um, I believe that you're telling our story. You understand yeah. me? In a lot of ways that you break it down. And even though you have a very universal audience, but being uh, a melanated man, you represent and you inspire those who want to think in a high caliber way. Mm-hmm. You understand me? And those who want to tap in. I mean, I don't know too many people who have bunkers. You understand? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, you know, but at the same time, um, being able to take information and, 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 you know, when I was out in South Africa, I was looking up books on Adam's calendar and, you know, and I start Googling stuff and, and your book came up Emerald Tappings, and I had to go through your information to source things. Right. And uh, that was beautiful. Right. So, you know, 
oftentimes when we think about these fields, and I think that you've done it in a masterful way where your name is presented up there with the rest of the scholars, you understand me? And you are respected globally, specifically because on that topic, bar none, you're unmatched. You understand me? And when you speak on a topic, you speak very direct, concise, scientific, and factual. And that's mathematical language. And mathematical language is the language of the gods. You understand me? So continue giving that God language to the people. I appreciate you having me on the platform. You understand me? Uh, everybody that's going to tap in with me thus far. Appreciate it, man. Oh, that's, hey, man, that's an honor for you to say that to me. I appreciate that. Let's tell everyone, you know, any projects you have, where, where they can find you, your website and everything else. Yes. Yeah, so uh, currently I have infinite wealth strategies um, in a BWO. Um, BWO stands for Bridging Wealth Opportunities. Or our original name was Black World Order. Um, and what it does is it is a high level organization that teaches thousands and thousands of our students financial education, uh, mindset development. We have chapters all throughout the country and throughout the world. Um, and my current project is Infinite Wealth Strategies, where I teach NFTs um, and I teach cryptocurrency. Uh, we have a strong community um, and I am making another thousand authors. Right. And my family comes and teach in that particular course. So my father teaches on Mondays. Right. My brother, and my sister teaches my, my brother teaches uh, meditation, spiritual mindfulness. My sister teaches feminine development. Right. For business and life lessons. My father teaches more of the masculine development. Right. To have that balance. And then I come in and also have somebody who teach status correction. Our foreign national whose face is never shown. He's just a, a mysterious voice. But he give you everything you need. Um, and then I come and teach the NFTs, the crypto and community building and everything else that I do. I, I add so much to the community. It's ridiculous. Right. Um, and then, of course, we have our new tropics. Right. I, 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 I'm heavy into mycology. I love uh, the mycelium network of the world. And I think we should all be connected to it, specifically lion's mane and cordyceps. And I utilize those within our products. We have our our sports moss and our smart moss. Right. Um, and those are things because as we talked about the brain, you know, I want to be able to help people with those synaptic connections. I want to be able to help people not only teach them how to learn, but then give them something that increases that neuroplasticity, mm-hmm. that regenerative of their, their neurons. You understand me? So they can actually grow and you can actually start to take in this information for the long term. Most people memories are terrible. Mm-hmm. Right. I have a memory test that people text my number. They take the memory test and they found out that it's terrible. <laughs> they thought they had a good memory and it's not. You probably don't even remember your childhood the right way. Um, right. Uh, most of the time it's not. So, yeah, we, we have a, a high end nootropic, high minerals, colloidal silvers, colloidal golds, everything. Right. Nice. Um, and then, of course, the crowns, which represent freedom, justice, equality. You understand me and higher mindedness. Um, that can be connected to whether it's the Elijah Muhammad crown or you're talking about the um, the Ghanaian people and their representation of the celestial uh, uh, beings right through the sun, moon and stars. Or you're talking about um, the crown chakra, you understand me, inner knowing, you understand me and, and, and knowledge and, and streaming that infinite consciousness. And we put the EMFs inside the crowns, you understand me as well, to protect in this five to 10 G world that we headed into. You understand me? And also just a reminder of what technology is exposing us to at all times. Right. So I appreciate you. I do have my YouTube channel, uh, my podcast, everything is 19 keys. It's very easy to find. You understand right. me? 19 underscore keys on Instagram. Cause we yeah. know it's a lot of those fake pages out there. I know. 
Got Nigerian brothers and Russian bots are running it. Uh, uh, <laughs> I won't DM you. You understand me? Unless it's from my actual 19 underscore keys page. Don't get caught up because people are getting caught up. Yeah. Right. So, brother, thank you very much. I appreciate you having me, Billy, man. And uh, anything I can do for you, let me know. You understand me? I look forward to building with you further. Absolutely, man. Thank you again. I appreciate it. And October 2022, I'm doing a private tour to Egypt. Oh, um, yes, sir. That's yeah, it. man. So you, you're more than welcome to everybody. Yet. It's one of the places I haven't visited yet. So that would be a beautiful trip, actually. Yeah, yeah. You'll be invited to that, man. It's going to be a fun. I'll send you the itinerary. Let you take a look at it. Please do. Please yeah. do. All right. Peace, brother. Thank you. Peace. You are watching Forbidden Knowledge TV. Hi, my name is Billy Carson. I'm the president of Forbidden Knowledge. Are you looking for an amazing opportunity that you can invest in that's already generating revenue? A company that's already making money and profits right now today? Well, look no further. Forbidden Knowledge. We have our own streaming TV network. We're now approved and streaming already on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, the iOS App Store, Google Play Store, and the web. We have over 5,200 amazing shows with over 22,000 subscribers. We just reached our one-year anniversary, and we have a phenomenal base with huge potential upside. We're looking to be three times this size by this time next year, and you can be a big part of that. So please, review this information and join us at Forbidden Knowledge. Thank you. You are watching Forbidden Knowledge TV. This is Billy Carson with ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. Forbidden Knowledge TV has just reached its one-year anniversary. That's right, one year. And as a show of appreciation, we are giving all new subscribers a free 30-day trial of ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. That's 30 days to binge watch thousands of movies, documentaries, conferences, workshops, lectures, yoga classes, meditation courses, and so much more. So log on to ForbiddenKnowledge.tv from your computer or mobile device or get the Forbidden Knowledge TV app on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon, iTunes, or Google Play today and use coupon code 30DAYSFREE. That's coupon code 30 days free on ForbiddenKnowledge.tv today.